Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. This is our 104th episode, and this podcast continues to be heard around the globe and has charted this week in Kenya, Italy, Malaysia, Singapore, South Africa, and Turkey. Make sure you're getting this podcast each and every week. Subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with all of your friends. We've been discussing dream symbols. These are the metaphors that make up the narratives of your dreams at night. The Holy Spirit chooses these metaphors carefully to communicate a message to you. You will need to know the meaning of these symbols if you're going to surface the hidden message tucked away inside your dream story. In just a few moments, we'll continue our discussion about dreams, but I do want to share with you another Holy Spirit miracle that has been happening recently. It has to do with skin conditions. God is supernaturally healing skin disorders. I mean, people deal with all sorts of skin ailments, uh, eczema, hives, acne, allergic reactions, scalp conditions that cause hair loss, even ungodly and unsightly tattoos. I want to clarify that I don't have a problem with tattoos in general, but you might have a problem if it's a tattoo of the name of someone you're no longer with. Others have told me they have really vile tattoos on their bodies, images they inked into their skin before they became believers in Christ and stopped living that lifestyle. Either way, God's a miracle-working God, and he'll do miracles that we've never considered or thought we deserved. He really is that good. Now, I haven't seen a supernatural tattoo removal yet. Maybe I will after this podcast, but I've been releasing his word of healing in this area, and I've received testimony of a variety of skin conditions being healed, including uncontrollable hair loss. A woman was at a meeting that I was ministering at recently. She started losing her hair after she contracted COVID. After receiving prayer at the meeting, she experienced a miracle. The hair loss that she was having daily was reduced by 90% the very next morning. Thank you, Jesus. So let's pray and come in agreement for your skin miracle right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your word that heals us. I command skin conditions to heal right now over the airways, wherever you're listening to this podcast in the globe. I command eczema, hives, skin cancer, warts, unsightly marks and blemishes, even scars, unwanted tattoos, cysts, and hair loss, all of this to be reversed in Jesus' name. We read in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11 that God's word, when we send it out, it doesn't return void it will accomplish what it's been sent out to do. So receive your miracle right now through this podcast and give thanks and all glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. Now back to our discussion, dream symbols. Last week, we discussed why you might dream about restaurants, cafeterias, and kitchens. There's usually one common denominator when we dream about these spaces, and that common denominator is food. The Holy Spirit is using this grouping of metaphors to talk to us about fellowship and community and also about the quality of our spiritual nourishment. This week, we'll discuss a common occurrence in dreams, and it is something known as dream paralysis. This is when you become conscious while sleeping that you're completely unable to move or speak or do anything, and it's very common but frightening to most people. Before we talk about sleep paralysis, I do have a book coming out very soon, and I know you'll want to read it. It's the Inner Healing and Deliverance Handbook. 
Most people don't know that I'm a severe complex trauma survivor, and I was subjected to a whole network of evil through the wiles of my deceased biological father and some other family members. I didn't remember most of it until 2017, and it's called recovered memories or traumatic dissociative amnesia, if you want the actual terms, and I had to learn how to heal from the worst of the worst. It's a journey, and I want to share that journey and what I've learned about inner healing and deliverance on this level, and I want to share this with you. So pre-order your book at jenniferevaz.com. It's coming out in paper, digital, and audio, and ships from the USA and Australia. Now back to our dream topic. When you experience a feeling of being paralyzed in your sleep, sleep paralysis, why does this happen? Is it merely a physical condition or is it something more and perhaps spiritual? That's what we want to know. Well, Brittany told me she's had many dreams of being chased down by an attacker and unable to move or scream for help. She would wake up but then be completely paralyzed. She explained how this would happen to her as a child regularly in addition to having night terrors. And she's also experienced the same thing at certain points during adulthood too. Then another woman, Patricia, she too has had this kind of experience and she described it as feeling completely unable to move, speak, or cry out for help. Finally, Adrian, he too experienced this phenomenon. He was laying in his bed asleep and it felt like something was tapping repeatedly on the headboard of his bed. He tried to call out when he heard this going on, only he couldn't get any sound out even though he tried hard to scream. Eventually, he was able to wake himself up but was terrified the entire time. I've read from several dream psychologists and medical experts their explanation of this kind of sleep disturbance. They've explained, and I believe it's a valid explanation, that when we go into or come out of REM sleep, the brain will paralyze our muscles so we don't do whatever it is that we're dreaming about. It's the way our brains protect us from acting out the crazy things we might see ourselves doing while we dream. And that sleep paralysis is usually a malfunction of this process, and we become conscious before our brains have released our bodies from a paralyzed state. Our minds will then interpret the situation as being unable to move, unable to speak, unable to cry out for help until our brain releases us to move freely again. However, as I've interviewed several people about this phenomenon, many of them were describing situations where there was much more going on than the brain just doing what it does. There is a distinct spiritual activity connected to their sleep paralysis, and it's something we should consider. If you believe that God presents himself in your dreams in a variety of ways, well, the demonic realm might also present itself in your dreams if it can. And one way the demonic realm might afflict you or attempt to torment you is by either causing this kind of paralysis somehow, or it might take advantage of you while we're in that naturally caused physical state, knowing you can't fight back. Jamie explained to me how she had this problem consistently while she was in high school. She experienced sleep paralysis in all the ways we've just described. Her situation changed, however, when she moved out of her house. Renee, she too described this happening to her a lot when she was a child, and she pointed out that she lived in a really bad neighborhood. She would wake up at night but couldn't move her body. Her situation, like Jamie's, it changed when she moved from that area. Ashley told me a wild story along the same line. She and her high school daughter went on a missions trip to Uganda with a ministry she's worked with often. They slept that night on a bunk bed, but her daughter began having nightmares. Ashley moved down to her daughter's bunk bed to pray with her and help her sleep. And in the process, she fell asleep on her daughter's bunk. 
A while later, she woke up with the worst sleep paralysis she's ever experienced. She said that faces kept appearing in front of her, and some looked like tribal masks. She couldn't move or speak at all, and she kept trying to say the name of Jesus out loud but couldn't. She could only say his name in her head, telling these faces to stop afflicting her, and eventually it did stop. When she convened with her other teammates, she told everyone what happened, and another team member reported that for the last three teams that had come to assist that ministry, whoever stayed in the room she was in, they all had similar problems, only nothing had been done about it. So Ashley and the others, they prayed over that room. They put that room back in spiritual order, commanding those demons to leave in Jesus' name, and it didn't happen again while they were there. The most extreme story I've heard in regards to this came from Rose. She experienced sleep paralysis off and on for about five years. The last of those years, it happened constantly. In one of those instances, she was levitated out of her bed all the way up to her ceiling. She could speak during that situation and commanded the demon to put her down in Jesus' name. But afterwards, she couldn't speak at all. She was put into that sleep paralysis state again and again, and she couldn't move or speak, but she could clearly see the demons tormenting her. Rose finally got free of this problem during an inner healing and deliverance session when some generational occultism was revealed. Sometimes we wonder if these things that get exposed about our families are even real or not. Well, you can tell by what stops happening to you when you've truly uncovered the root of the problem. Rose experienced freedom after the Holy Spirit told her what doors were open in her life to give demons access to torment her. She repented for the generational sins in her family line, and this was significant because she was adopted and she didn't know her family. And then with the help of inner healing and deliverance counselors, she broke the occultic claim off of her life. Rose has come into a whole new freedom at night as a result. Well, sleep paralysis, it can be just a physiological issue, or it can have spiritual implications too. I do know that almost everyone I've talked to who's experienced this has always cried out to Jesus when it happened, you know, even in their minds because they couldn't speak, but they cried out to him anyway. So just say the name of Jesus in one way or another, you'll fully wake up. Thank you once again for listening to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Help me to get this resource and other resources around the globe. Just go to jenniferevaz.com and hit the Give tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.